The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kubule Agbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. Let's wake up in the den. Kule Agbayani and not Alan Mia, but joining us in studio. I can't believe he is taking time out of his very, very busy day to help with this show. Who's the this one, guy? the only, AC Custodio. Woo! Good morning, beautiful people. <laughs> Good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I know like maybe the past couple of weeks you've kind of popped in and out because Alan has really been in and out, but you are actually joining us for like the and, whole hour. And I'm all I'm actually awake. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I got my coffee this morning. I'm ready to go. All right. Well, we're going to have some fun today as we do every day. Um but I one thing too before we get into our our opening topic which is about the uh, the search is officially on for the new University of Hawaii Athletics Director, as it was announced a month or two ago that current athletic director David Matlin is set to retire or step down in the summer. So they, everyone's wondering, like, well, when are they going to hire a new one? It's about, like, need to hire someone quick, yada, 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 especially they've got to build a, or expand the stadium by the fall season. And But... It's officially on. We'll get to that in just a second. Also coming up on the show, going to have a little fun today, like I said, as we always do, where I don't know how many people have heard of this team yet. Uh, now that this is kind of in honor of the start of Major League Baseball spring training officially underway. And it's funny because we always, Alan and I always kind of get into it as I always joke that Alan is Uncle Alan, you know, and I'm very much sunshine and rainbows and I have like to have a lot of fun and change things up all the time. Not trying to be too boring or a snooze fest, but there is a team that I don't know if you guys heard of, uh, dubbed as the, for comparison, dubbed as the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball that's taking the sport of baseball by storm called the Savannah Bananas. <laughs> I know maybe a couple of people have heard of them before, but if you haven't, I'm actually excited to kind of talk about this topic. And I was telling AC before we jumped on, I uh, this was more so planned, <laughs> thinking that Alan was going to be here because he is very Mr. Baseball, Mr. Traditional. Banana. But yes, he can also be a banana at times. But maybe I'll just, when he joins back on the show, get his opinion on the Savannah Bananas, and hey, when it works, it works. It's all about the people. It's all about entertainment, baby. Yes. That's what sports are. So uh, stick around for that because it not only is are they a fun team, but the concept seems to be working as the team currently is on its way to making a lot of money, basically going on its, its own. And they actually have two teams now. So they field two independent teams and they're going on like this national tour. Their opening day is this Friday. And all about that stuff. So I'm really excited to kind of tell you guys all about the bananas. As I, I always like to say every every time I go to, I feel like every time I go to UH games or, or pro games and right. it gets crazy. Like that's the thing I always tweet too is like, um, like this game is bananas and it's always like a, a gif of like right. bananas raining down. And, <laughs> so I'm like, what a coincidence, the bananas. And I can't wait because I anyone that, um, I guess that my... Like, like, there's a lot of opportunity for marketing. There's a lot of opportunity for entertainment, especially you know, at the level. You see it a lot more in a minor league level, right, for these theme nights. Um, so when you have a team 
that's really it's made for entertainment and fun. It's I think it's going to be a show. Mm -hmm. And that's the fun thing when you think of like marketing terms. And I know this will tie us back to the University of Hawaii, actually, because I know there's been a lot of like not a lot, but there's been a few complaints and people talking about how, uh, you know, there's just so much sponsorship stuff at uh events and there's all every single break is a sponsored break all that stuff you know and so the bananas have no sponsorship inside their ballpark yet mm, the whole thing is about there i think they're really? selling sponsorship elsewhere so like they've had an espn plus thing and they're uh, there it's not that they don't have sponsors it's right. just that in their home ballpark he made it a thing where there is no sponsorship Banners or like, whatever. So no walls, no 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 banners in a on outfield walls. None of that. Nope. No no uh, title sponsorship of the of their of their field or their stadium. Nothing. Nope. That is it. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Wow. So now that I've got you guys, wait. everyone yes. curious. We will get to that in a little I'm bit. Hooked. I'm hooked. <laughs> but first things first. Now that it was announced, the University of Hawaii at Manoa has opened the application period for the next athletics director, and UH President David Lasner has appointed a seven-person search advisory committee to assist in the search. So the committee will be co-chaired by UH Manoa Provost Michael Bruno and AC, our former boss, yes. <laughs> Susan Icor, is the other co-chair of that. The in addition to Bruno and Icor, the other committee members are University of Hawaii women's basketball head coach Laura Beeman, mm -hmm. vice president of retail marketing and community relations for Island Energy, and former chair of Ahahui Anuinui, Albert D K Chi. Hawaii Supreme Court Associate Justice and former UH student-athlete, Sabrina McKenna. UH Manoff Faculty Athletics Representative and Professor of Psychology, Scott Sinnott. And University of Hawaii Men's Volleyball Head Coach, Charlie Wade. Is, is there any surprises by that list? Honestly, no. I mean, I don't know too much about the other three, the non-coaches. Mm -hmm. um, I think Sabrina McKenna is a good addition considering that she's worked her way up so obviously she's really smart being a supreme court just associate justice but also understands the student athlete perspective at right. the uh so i do like that selection i don't know too much about the faculty athletics rep or albert chi but i i do like actually laura i know there were some like question marks about oh how come there's no UH football representative in there. And I think that was that's the initial surprise. But at the same time, I do like how they included Coach Beeman and Coach Wade just because they've been there for a very, very long time. So right. they've been able to kind of and they, you know, like they worked with David Matlin. Right. They both really liked the way that David Matlin did things. But of course, like anything else, understand that maybe there are other things that need to be done. So I think they'll have a good sense of what they would want from a coaching perspective and the new athletics right. director. And I think stuff with the football program, I think it will be easy to tell for lack of a better term. If someone comes in and clearly has no knowledge of trying to build a stadium, like I think that's easy to, to recognize where some other little things the coaches can right. kind of pick up you know, on. I'm, I'm not trying to open Pandora's box. I'm just, I'm just stating from my observation, I that typically 
um, ADs hire their guy. ADs, especially their guy, I mean, of football coach. So when they go and search for a new athletics director, traditionally, you leave that open. So the guy that comes in may or may not have an opportunity to bring in his guy. But and if you have a, a, a current you know, a representative from that program, I can see how that could be counterproductive for an hiring process because a guy, an applicant be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I, th- look, I, I'll, wait, I can't, I don't want to go f- apply for this job. I don't want to, if I don't like the direction of the football program or the environment that, that, that I'm coming into. So maybe, maybe it is smart not to have that, that piece open. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. And and to be fair too, like like I said, with Coach Beeman and Coach Wave, they've mm. been there for a long time. They've seen. They've been there through the pandemic. And they're winners. And the, yes, and they're winners. They've been through there through the ups and of course the extreme downs of navigating COVID and right. afterwards and seeing how David Matlin handled that with what little resources he had from our our state government until recently. So they've seen it all where like Timmy, he hasn't been here as long to see all of that. Yes, he's doing amazing things. You guys know I love Coach Chang and what he's building over there, but he I feel like he's not he he hasn't been here long enough to see what the hard times have mm. been like like coach Wade and coach Beeman and seeing the support that they got from David Matlin like with Charlie Wade right like he wants to be, make sure whoever comes in is going to support the men's right. volleyball program because it's not traditionally supported across oh. the country but here in Hawaii it is like <laughs> it's our culture it's part of our culture that's why we have right. national championships and going for a third and same thing with bling bling Coach Beeman, right? I mean, unless yeah. you're like South Carolina, Don Staley type of thing or Stanford women's basketball, you kind of get forgotten. And when what are you going to do to help support? Right. But they're not going into it specifically selfish and, you know, just focusing on their sports. But they're almost like the the underdog type of sports, but still want to. So I think they can attest to right. being a representative for the other non-revenue generating Thanks. sports. That's it. You know, where football, it's like that's kind of nothing's ever easy, but it's kind of uh, well, they're right. the it's, it's easy, yeah, Football's it's easy to focus on 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 football. Right. But how do you bring up these other sports because football is going to be mm-hmm. natural? And like I said, it's not it's not going to be difficult to fish out whether a applicant is qualified enough to like build the stadium or focus their attention on football, that's going to be relatively easy to ask the question and, and see if they know anything. It's about how they plan to support the other non-revenue generating sports and continue to build up the student athletes. Because I think that's what David Matlin, you know, did. he did a really good job at, especially during COVID, put a lot of emphasis on mental health for the student athletes and really encouraged and supported mm-hmm. all the student athletes and not just put all of his attention whether sometimes that rub people the wrong way because you know right. we want to be like why isn't he focusing only solely on football he did a good job at kind of trying to make sure that every program is being lifted and heck even our women's water polo team right now is bomb.com so that's why if if all the teams are winning, then and his head coaches that he's hired right. have gotten hired by bigger schools because their programs win. So 
I'm not surprised when I really thought about it that no one from a football perspective is represented in this committee. Yeah, I think it's going to be there's a lot of it's it's going to be an interesting process. This this job um what Dave Matlin, he's done a wonderful job, but what he what when he and as he exits, there is a lot of question marks. I think the program, the athletic athletic department is going through a transition. Um, you already talked about, you kind of touched on the the football field. Um, this this we're in a different time. This is like the the post pandemic. The environment has changed. Student athletes, people's mindset, mental health has changed. We have everything from that to to equipment, to like football helmets and, and concussions and the safety. You talked about Title IX. Um, and, and frankly, my opinion, the athletic department, the athletic director job, I think is a fundraising job. It's I feel like his primary responsibility, my opinion, is is to raise funds, to increase revenue for that for that department. And I think like this is, you know, this is gonna be interesting who this who this committee selects. It's it's funny that you brought up the fundraising thing because that is part of one of the a job part of the job description which we will talk about and get you the job description and what it takes to even consider applying you know because I thought about it for a split second uh, give me <laughs> the paperwork give me the paperwork let me let me submit my application now <laughs> but we'll talk about what it takes if you are interested in applying to be the University of Hawaii at Manoa Athletics Director that more. Next on Wake Up in the Den. Wake Up in the Den with Kuule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. You are my rubber dub. You are my rubber dub. You are my rubber dub. Every time, got to give my shout out to Barney Beater. Every time I hear this song, Reminds me of my cousin and the good old uh, sum, that summer of 2020s hanging out with my family on the, <laughs> the like, legendary, the legendary summer. summer of 2020, the endless summer, <laughs> hanging out with my family on a tourist free Waikiki beach, locals only, had a bunch of like brown kids running around, which you never see, and it's just like all local people, and it's kind of, you know. Maybe one of the few positive things out of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Empty beaches. For sure, in Hawaii anyways. It was a fun time, but anyways, that, that song will forever now remind me of my cousin, because when we were just like jamming ukulele on the beach, and they were singing that song, and he comes up with the ama crab dance, and... Yeah, <laughs> we all have a cousin like that. I we believe all have a, I have a couple of cousins oh, that yeah. have their own personalities. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'm the cousin too. That's I don't know. We're all, um, yeah, yeah. We're, we're all we're all a fun time. If you don't racket. have a cousin like that, maybe you're the cousin like yeah. that. But yeah, you know my family. We're oh. all we're all the cousins like that. Yeah, we had this discussion off air. I I I. I, every party I've been to in the last two weeks, I, I feel like I've ran into <laughs> Kool-Aid's cousins. <laughs> You're you. related to like half the island. I told you, we're everywhere. Oh. <laughs> it, have, it is I apparently have, true. I can, hey, I no, no doubt. I have like 30, so fun fact about me, everyone. I have, and this is just on my mom's side. I have, I think, because I we counted a long time ago. Wow. I have like 30, I want to say it's 32. 
32 first cousins. First cousins now. Yes, first cousins. Wow. And, and extended family in terms of like how many of my cousins have kids now and oh. a couple of their kids have kids. So it's like some of my aunties, like my mom's siblings or whatever are like great grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like how many cousins like second or third removed or whatever you call them. Um yeah, I don't know what the I stopped. I don't even know all of their names anymore, but yeah, just right. in terms of first cousins, I have like 30 something. So you're bound to run into one of them on and it's <laughs> and we're only on two islands. We're only on this island and the big island. So you're bound to run into somebody. No, I have and yeah, everything from going to <laughs> A birthday party, a Super Bowl party. If I ever needed my my truck to be towed, oh, yeah. I've run into your cousins. Shout out Cachola Towing. If anybody <laughs> needs a tow, go give them a call. Cachola Towing. All right. Okay. But getting back on track as we were talking about uh, University of Hawaii Manoa Athletics Director Search and the committee being announced. Uh, if you missed it, just a quick run through. The committee members are co-chaired by Michael Bruno and Susan Icor with the committee members Laura Beeman, Albert D.K. Cheese, Sabrina McKenna, Scott Sinnott, and Charlie Wade. And so something that President David Latner has said when it comes to this search is, UH, he said, quote, UH needs a leader who can advance the athletic success of our 21 intercollegiate sports. At the same time, we maximize the academic success of our 450 student athletes and ensure their physical and mental health and wellness. The successful candidate will display impeccable integrity in their work and the creativity to ensure the financial sustainability excuse me, of the country's most isolated Division I athletics program. Mm-hmm. Our next athletics director must have the insight and agility to lead through the most dynamic and challenging period in the history of NCAA intercollegiate athletics. And that is 100% true. So as we go back to our previous topic, you know, with football, that's a given for anyone with no football representative being part of the committee. That's, I feel like, like I said in the previous segment, it's easy to tell if someone knows or doesn't know how to make a or have ideas of how to make the football program successful because there's so many different like examples that you can take from when it comes to that. It's all about the other things like how much does this new person care about the academic success because we talked about under David Matlin, they're like we're really high in their success of just academics itself and of course just finishing what were we second in the Big West where they have like that overall in terms, uh, in of, terms wins of and championships. Yeah. So we right. so we have that as well. And again, it goes back to paying attention to because we remind you football is not part of the Big West. So it goes back to these other sports that you have to focus on because in turn, if all of that is successful, it does help with recruiting, enrollment, because it puts your school on the map and other kids see success both on and off the field and they want to come here. And of course there's the beaches and whatnot, but, and yes, it's all about integrity. That's something that Matlin, David Matlin was very good at. He was a very genuine person, like him or not. People have their opinions, but he was very like he did what he said and he said what he did. Like he wasn't trying to be shady in no. any way. Again, whether you like it or not, he was very forthcoming when it came to why he didn't hire uh, June Jones or Rich Miano and all of that stuff. 
people had a problem with it, which is fine. People are entitled to their opinion, but he was he gave his reasoning and he, he was didn't, like he didn't hide. Yeah, he was like this is I just didn't think it was good for the program. Right. To me it was the next option. June wanting to bring Rich Miano in. It just wasn't part of the plan. You know, so he he was still very open. Again, we get it. Not everyone agrees, right. but he he was open about it. Uh and then this is the biggest point where Someone needs to come in and lead because it is like the most dynamic and challenging period in the history of NCAA intercollegiate athletics. Not only is it still, uh, I've fortunately we're we're just about past like everything with the pandemic, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. But also now you have this new challenge with navigating NIL and student athletes wanting to get paid substantial amount of some money now, which we will likely. We'll likely talk about tomorrow because there was a write-up on front office sports about just this class action lawsuit about now student athletes are wanting to be employees of the schools. So now you're trying to navigate if that happens and like the NCAA falls apart then what are you going to do? But right. we will definitely dive into that. But that's just some of the things on top of everything else, like winning and academics. Uh, there's all of this new things that you have to navigate. Okay. And, of course, the stadium. All right. So now understanding that is listed as the, you know, the job description. And, you know, you being in the industry and being close to the University of White Athletics Program, I'm going to I'm going to flip it. If uh, if you are on the committee hypothetically if you're you're one of the the members and you're you're looking for an applicant what is what would you what are you looking for and what is a what is the the number one priority ooh number one priority like what do you want to hear when when people come through that door is like hey here's my resume here's my cover letter <laughs> why are you going to make it sound so nerdy i don't know i don't know <laughs> i'm used to i'm used to like young here's applicants coming letter. here here we go i'm dressed too impressed. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> it just is how you said it. Try, try to do it again. High voice? I'm not doing high voice. <laughs> this funny. is your show. I'm sorry you <laughs> threw me off with the here's my cover letter. <laughs> um, okay. But here, seriously, yeah, if up. you're yeah, if you are on the committee, I'll set it up again. If you're on the committee and what is what is the number one priority and what do you want to see these, what what do you want to hear out of the applicant's mouth? My goodness, I don't even know. But I'm I'm very much a a vibe person. I know that's oh. weird. Like I'm very I'm very much I feel like I can get a good like sense of like like aura, mm-hmm. you know, of a person and like get good vibes or bad vibes just on, I don't even know. But so far I've been a pretty spot on like character judgment person. I think someone that comes off not like like similar to David Matlin where He's confident but not cocky, you know, can still command a room, like is confident in what he says. Right. And you can't, you don't. Has a presence. Yeah. And you don't, but at the same time, still you get the vibe that he's not, oh, I'm the athletic director. So I like make big body, you know, like I, mm. I want to be the man and run an athletics department or or the woman i'm not discriminating here um but you know like you can tell if because i've even met some female athletic directors and i'm like mm, i don't know about you you know what i mean right. so it's like if a woman came and applied which hey oh shout out ladies <laughs> but it's just more of that initial like the initial handshake the initial 
okay, what mm-hmm. is the first thing that they say and their start of their speech or presentation and the, here's my resume. No. no. Um, no. But I guess out of these things, and we go back to the duties and responsibilities. So this is listed on the actual position description that you can uh, see at manoa.hawaii.edu. That is posted online for everyone to see. So the duties and responsibilities, number one, leadership and administration. So basically, that's a, and it's a description of a lot of stuff, but develops and maintains a strategic plan for the athletics program at the University of Hawaii at Manoa, commensurate with the vision, mission, and values of the university and the needs and desires of the people of Hawaii. And then there's a bunch of other stuff on there. Number two. Public relations, marketing, and fundraising, as we mentioned before, serves as the chief spokesperson and fundraiser for the athletics program, establishing a positive rapport with the media, sponsors, donors, athletic booster groups, and corporate sponsors, and demonstrating an effective public presence to promote the athletics program to its fullest and gain positive exposure. So it's a little bit of everything. And again, David Matlin was always very gracious to the media. You know, we don't want anyone, like I said, any woman or man trying to snub just the media that's trying to promote the university because that will happen at other schools as well. So someone that's very open to donors and, of course, fans. You know, I think David Matlin did a good job at like being present at a lot of major sporting events and even President Lastner, mm-hmm. you don't often get that all the time where they're at and not just football games, right? He's at like your men's and women's volleyball games and a lot of I see him at Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center all the time. So right. he's there, he's present. And that's what the new AD has to do as well. Number three, personnel management directly oversees the hiring, supervision, and evaluation of head coaches and senior staff, negotiates and administers employment contracts in the best interests of the university while working in conjunction with the coach's representative and union. So again, very important. Right. And I think I think uh, Matlin got, I'll grade him an A on that part. Yeah. Right. So the person coming in has, has, a big, has big shoes to fill. Yeah, and and that goes back to what we said. I I know for a fact, like, Char and actually Charlie had spoken at that legislative hearing. Mm-hmm. He spoke in support of David Matlin and right. how good of an athletics director he is, and so that's why it's important for him to be part of the committee because he knows what he would like to see. And and I think it's fair to assume that barring any crazy happening coaches like Laura Beeman and Charlie Wade will be here for a long time as well so not only have they been here but one can somewhat assume that they have plans to not leave in anytime soon if not ever so mm-hmm. they're they want to see who's going to be here in the long future term. like that what they want to see for the program within the next five years the type of person they want leading Number four, just a couple more. Number four, and these are like basic, right? Uh, facilities management, you know, just manages the planning and implementation. Maintenance. The, the one thing, the stadium. Implementation of the long-range development plan of athletic facilities. Oversees the planning, construction, and maintenance of new facilities and the improvement, renovation, and maintenance of existing facilities. And I love number five because we all love to see this in uh, job responsibilities. 
performs other duties as may be assigned. <laughs> that's how they get them. That's how they're like, what do you mean? You, that's not part of my job. Well, you see number five? Yes. That's, this falls under number five. Yes, we need we, we need someone to jump in there and be the bottom of the cheerleading. Yeah. Of, like, <laughs> like tower thing. Oh, that's why it's so funny. Oh, like, my goodness. <laughs> I love I I I literally did LOL when I was reading through this ahead of time and I was like, "Oh, they put that in there." Yeah. <laughs> I know. Awesome. I like I like a I like a leader that gets their hands dirty that doesn't mind like, you know, the remedial work, all the all the little things. And you know, l- details matter and it's and I think I think as a as a co-worker, people can respect that out of your leader if they don't if they're in there doing doing like things that you don't expect a general manager a president, a athletics director to do, you know? No, exactly. Like I said, he's at the sm- from the smallest sport. Right. Like obviously you're going to be at football, duh, cuz they get the president or the box and whatever. Right. But he's at all the other sports and stuff and sits, I mean, him and his wife and his kids sit like that front row at the arena sports and whatnot. Uh, running against the clock, but last couple of things with the qualification requirements. Again, you can see the full everything, the rundown at manoahawaii.edu. But I think this is the interesting part of one of the minimum qualification requirements. Actually, no, we should take a break before I say that. (laughs) We'll be back on Wake Up in the Den. You're listening to Wake Up in the Den with Kuule Agbayani on the all-new Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to all of you, the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani, AC Custodio in the house, filling in for Alan He's Alan, by the way, is um, doing what I know a lot of young or new parents. I, it's so crazy how times have changed. I'm like, my goodness. He had to do an interview for his daughter for preschool. Yes. My goodness. And I'm, you just like and, drop off your kid to preschool. And I'm <laughs> glad to report I got texts. They have a, a, a good feeling about it. She, right. she did pretty well. And knowing the the young lady that's being interviewed, she is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. She has a great spirit. And I think that any school would be lucky to have her. When Alan told me why he was missing, I was not worried about his daughter whatsoever. I told him, don't blow it for her. <laughs> I'm like, don't blow the interview for your daughter. No, she, she can get into anywhere. She's super cute. She is charming. She has a great personality. And she has, uh, you can tell, even at a young age, she's going to have great judgment. Yeah. All right. We've been talking about the uh, job posting for the athletics director position for the University of Hawaii at Manoa. Uh, last couple of things before we switch gears and talk about the Savannah Bananas. Uh, the minimum qualification requirements for this job won't go through all of them because, again, you that's public knowledge. You can go online and, and, and get it. But the interesting a couple of bullet points here is a minimum of three years of experience in collegiate athletics administration. So that's very key here. Obviously, a bachelor's degree in physical education, sports management, education, business or related field. So. I guess that takes me out. <laughs> criminal hey, ju- don't cr- sh- don't sell yourself short. Criminal now. justice, criminal justice. Don't no, sell criminal justice. Short. There's <laughs> are other things that you know you you know you have that like hey I can be an asset and that's you know do you just I also need to don't get have obviously I have experience within college athletics but not administration. 
Well, maybe again, <laughs> just get to Make an a interview. You, might, you, know, you have a great reference, you know. You can put oh. meat on. I don't know if it's it would do any good, but you know, just as, as just just get to interview and then you just be yourself and sell yourself, and I think you can do you can do it. Uh, here is the one left. This is like one of two, four, six, eight, like twelve bullet points of the minimum qualifications. As we talked about this earlier, it is on here where demonstrated success in leading fundraising and marketing programs that generate revenue and advance community <laughs> support. So we've talked about it. We've said it that it's important, and if right. you or someone you know is considering applying those to me are probably the main bullet points that stand out where they will because at the last bullet point obviously is or any equivalent combination of education and experience but i feel like definitely the three years of experience in collegiate athletics administration and the leading fundraising and marketing programs is definitely going to be a big thing also Demonstrated experience successfully managing a multi-major sport athletics program or enterprise of equivalent or greater complexity, including long-range planning and selection and supervision of high-profile staff, Mm -hmm. managing revenues and expenses, and meeting complex compliance requirements. That's that's this is slowly that's a whole slipping lot. away from me. AC. No, 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 no. But look at it, look at it this way: you are being, you being a former college athlete that you know. You you understand what the importance of recruiting, and you understand like what what will it take for a a high level student athlete to come and be attracted to a particular school and program. That is the job. That's kind of part of the job of the the ads to create that environment. You know, like I want to see fancy locker rooms. I where is this football stadium that like you know I I hear so much about. You know, like things like that. Like I only have like four years of eligibility, maybe more, whatever. But you know, like I, I'm, I'm invested. Also, I'm these kids. These kids are they're you know they want to see, you know what what can you you know what can you what can this facility this place do for me? I know we got nice beaches, right? We have great weather year round, and the people are nice, and the culture is super super great. But I think. I think that's one of the that's one of the issues that we have a generation here that you know they like oh they they're I want to say I guess they are privileged give me give me what I want I want fancy uniforms what what sponsorships you know am I wearing or am I coming to a school that has Nike or Adidas what I'm that's important to me how much money can I get you know nil money on the side you know that's unfortunately it's different it's not a, it's not only about education anymore. It's all these extras, and then and it's and it's going to be difficult for the new AD coming in because they that's part, they have to know how to the word navigate that, and I think that's why I think I believe their his first priority is finding ways to in, you know improve the facilities, and find ways to generate and be creative with uh, generating um, revenue so they can build and make it nice and put a nice paint job and yeah. everything you know. It's it's I don't know. That's 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 my feeling on it. What do you think? Well, it's kind of funny because my first order of business and this is actually a good tie into our Savannah Bananas. But I've been saying this actually all season long since football this year. And I'm like, you know what? My first order of business would be like we need to change up like the game day in all sports experience, especially for the major ones. Mm. 
for the fans, right? Because the fans ultimately are the ones that generate the revenue. They pay, they buy tickets, they buy H logo apparel. Right. They do everything. And every game it's like the same thing. And especially because we don't have we don't have the facilities and the money to do the cool pyrotechnics at football games, right? Like a lot of the bigger schools that got. We don't have the best thing, but if people can come, feel entertained, they want to come back. <laughs> so one thing that kills me and this is no disrespect to our good friend Billy V. But along with Billy V, I think we gen like we seriously need like a hype woman or man. Like someone mm. that at football, right? Like WWE style when the team comes out, like, and now everyone get on your feet and like playing, blasting right. the music. Come on, let's go. And like just gets everyone up and like yelling and everything. And then, and now you're Rainbow Warriors, you know, and then right. it's just hyping everybody up, like, let's go. And then, and then at basketball, like I was kind of when we were, I was at the game this past Saturday. Right. And the like U- UH like fought back, like their men's basketball team fought all the way back, like got it within two points. And then one point they went to a timeout. And then it was just kind of like University of Hawaii basketball or Rainbow Warrior basketball. <laughs> it was like, yay. Even though like I'm excited because I'm just, but like that's in the moment in that timeout when you're down by right. one, there's only seconds left. Someone needs to come in the middle of the court. Again, not taking anything away from the dancers, the cheerleaders, the band. But if you have like a WWE style person in the middle, hyping up the student section, like, let's go, let's go, everyone, like get loud. Get... I know you, there's like mm-hmm. the the graphic on the the Jumbotron that yeah. has the, the noise thing. Like that's whatever, that's cool. Sometimes people don't notice, sometimes people don't care. But like if you had like a hype person, just Ah, like let's go on your feet come on and and at the end of the game I wouldn't suggest this after a loss but like if there's a big win that person should be able to also like interview a player like right after like how are you feeling because you notice when like the Super Bowl ends right right the TV broadcast is also being played in the stadium so people can hear the post-game interview interview with the player like that would be awesome if like someone could interview a player after again after a win. I wouldn't want to do it after a loss, but if it's after a win, especially a big win, like how cool would that be if someone right after when Jovan McClanahan hit that game-winning shot in the Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Hit Classic right. that people didn't have to only watch it on Spectrum or hear it on, you know, the other broadcast of stuff, but were able to hear from Jovan right after the game, his excitement, like how are you feeling? Whether it's tapping into the spectrum one right after, like, but you know, like that's cool. Like if you're a fan in there and you can hear from the player and he, they're excited, he, right. she is excited, the coach is excited, and just to get that instant reaction from the players, I think that's would be cool to when you're in the stadium or or the baseball field or the softball field to get kind of like that instant reaction from a player, especially if. I mean, heck, imagine being at Rainbow Wahine Softball Stadium and, you know, you have the hype person and we get like a walk-off home run and you get to hear from the player that did it right after or something big happens, you know, pitcher is like, pitches a shutout. And, you know, like just something different that doesn't, again, it doesn't affect the sponsor reads like Billy V or whoever can still do their thing. They can still do the 
in between quarters, the halftime. Right. But like, if you just have that person that like adds to it, like, come on, get on your feet. What? <sighs> what are your? What you're describing <laughs> is definitely marketing, having improving the game day experience, not just for fans, but you know, this it will also translate to the sponsors, and sponsors would want to also and put in more money into the University of Hawaii and having a leader with a with, with some vision, some creativity like that mm-hmm. and to um to to find these different revenue streams and to you're you're what you're talking you're just saying to enhance. We're not asking for Rihanna to be floating from yeah. the from the top of the stadium. We're not doing that. And I know you're you're not asking for fireworks, even though there's a ton of fireworks in the Waipahu area. Yeah. So I'm sure we can find a partnership with that one. <laughs> <Just go over laughs> <here. laughs> we find creative ways, especially at you know outdoor f- facilities like baseball games, yeah. you know. But you know, hey, have your neighbor out there, you just, know, from just, Auntie's just backyard. <laughs> we don't know where it came from. Just drop There's it off. Roman candles going off. <laughs> no, but the point is, you're right. It's 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 gonna be a little bit of everything. A little bit of marketing. A, you know, a, facilities. And I like the word they use. And what you're describing is not just about the fans. It's 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 the community. And they and they put that in the job description. And Hawaii is gonna be a unique unique place. And that's something that. If uh, that committee will have to um, consider, do you, do I hire someone f- that has Hawaii ties, or what if I bring in someone from the mainland? And we we have examples of success stories and not su- non successful stories of examples of that from like you know someone from someone locally like you Yoshida or some you know someone from the mainland, you know like oh like Stan Sheriff, he, he's originally from the mainland and he did such a terrific job. Mm-hmm. So there's there's you know. There's no right or wrong. It's really about like what is important and what is your priority right now. Yeah. And that's why my first order of business, hype woman. Oh, my goodness. Hype woman. Maybe you can apply for that job. (laughs) Wink, wink. This is me putting in my uh, kind of throwing it out there. So if anyone's listening that can advocate for a hype woman on game day, look no further. I'm your girl. And I'd hate. Probably, I'd probably do it for like a couple of beers or something. That's. <laughs> but um, bump. All right, we're up against the clock. We'll be back, and I tell you why all that entertainment stuff has been working for the Savannah Bananas. We'll be back on Hawaii Sports Radio Network, ninety-five point one FM and AM seven sixty. You gotta smile so bright. Back to more. Wake up in the den with Kuule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, ninety-five point one FM. AM 760. Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den. Kule AC Custodio with you on this Thursday morning. Happy Valentine's Day again. Hey, it's Valentine's Week. It's Valentine's Week. Love is in Valentine's Day is every day. Again, because you should always look in the mirror and say, self, I love you. (laughs) You're doing great. Or if you have a significant other, you know, tell them that every day is Valentine's. That's fine, too. But in order to give love, you should love yourself first. Oh, there you go. That's why. That's why I say that. You got to love yourself first. Then you can truly give the best kind of love to everybody else. So that's why you say, self, I love you. You're doing it. You're doing this thing called life, even though sometimes it gets really hard. And then you give yourself a self hug. That was really good, by the way. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) That's a, a nice stretch. <laughs> I 
I love, I'm, a, I'm a hugger. I love giving hugs. So, but like, if you give yourself a self hug, it actually feels really good. So, <laughs> happy Valentine's week. Don't do it if you're driving, by the way. Oh Please yeah, keep your hands on the wheel. Yeah. Uh, but and obviously, if you listen to it on the podcast version, you can go and go to a mirror and tell yourself. I love you. All right. So we've been talking about the AD position, but also in the previous segment, we kind of ended with the fact that I feel like we need to up the fan experience in the sense that even if it's something minor, like a hype woman, wink, wink, or I guess you can get a hype man, whatever, like WWE style, just someone to be there adding to, of course, you got to do all the sponsorship stuff that Billy V or whoever fills in for Billy V does. I get it. That's Got to do that. That's definitely big revenue generating for the University of Hawaii uh, athletics programs. But I think just to like balance it and make it fun for the fans, like just going and especially the students, like if you get constantly hyping up the students and everything, because here's the epitome of entertainment and finding success in a relatively um I don't want to say it's a boring sport because I do love baseball. But, you know, some people are like, eh, I don't want to watch baseball because it's too long or you don't understand the rules or whatever. But the Savannah Bananas, which started off as like a... So it was originally they were part of a collegiate summer league, uh, a coastal plain league, a summer collegiate league for seven seasons. And now they've pretty much gone on their own and they have two teams under the banana umbrella. So they have they field two independent professional teams, the Savannah Bananas and the Party Animals. Woo! That's the team I want to be on. Both teams are made up of players who are recruited and paid for their play. So these are players, too. They can get paid to play. Um, They've had former MLB stars that have all played with the Bananas. But one of the big things that they do is that their, their owner or the founder, Jesse Cole, he actually... And I'll probably, since we're up against the clock, it, it, it works out where... I can give the more detailed background story of the Savannah Bananas and see how Mr. Traditional Baseball Guy Alan Mia feels about this change in baseball. Of course, they're not. This type of thing isn't going to come in, you know, into major league or collegiate baseball. But it's kind of a a cool thing to have. So some of the major rules that are incorporated to help make it entertaining for fans is every inning counts. It's a two-hour time limit. Yeah. So the things were happening and he knows. So this is the thing. He kept changing the he 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 observed. He saw what the fans were going through, the the team owner, or the company owner, mm-hmm. and he kept changing it. So even though people were entertained, he saw they were still leaving early. So he <clears throat> he made it a two hour time limit. So people would stay throughout the whole thing. Interesting. Uh, no stepping out. No bunting. <laughs> Batters can steal first. Wow. No walks allowed. That's what I'm talking uh, about. Yep. One-on-one showdown tiebreaker. I'm not sure what that is. No mound visits. This one is the best. If a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. How awesome is that? That will speed <laughs> up the game. Isn't that so cool? Yes. And then as a fan, you're like... Unless you're cheering for one team or the no. other, but you're like, I'm gonna, because then you feel like you're part of the yes. game. Yes, <laughs> like I need, I need the defense to help me out. I need, I need the, I need the person sitting in, in section four, row seven, seat eight to be able to get bring, bring your gloves to the to every ball game because because I need, I need, I, I need a shout out here. Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. So, 
their owner, again, Jesse Cole, he went from... So this, by comparison, like I said, it's kind of like Harlem Globetrotters if people have never heard of the Savannah Bananas. And they're actually relatively new, but still highly successful. So he went from $1.8 million in debt. The team now makes $200,000 per home game and is about to embark on a 70-game tour across 22 states. So they do all kinds of stuff. They play, sometimes they play in kilts. They had, they started with doing like... um. They were doing like a a grandma like beauty pageant, and they what? had like dad bod cheerleaders. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was so awesome. <laughs> but he he kind of like it was all trial and error. Like so, from the grandma beauty pageant and uh, the players dance between innings, they actually like went very viral on their videos for TikTok, and so they're really capitalizing on all of this stuff. Just focusing on the fan entertainment and so he he actually let fans pick the team's name he removed all stadium advertising and price tickets at just twenty dollars this is when they kind of first started revamping which included food and drinks and the stadium they changed the stadium name and they kind of branded it as banana land genius i'm like it sounds this so guy, much fun. It's so awesome. But I will get into the detailed, like, everything about the Savannah Bananas as their opening day, just like Rainbow Warrior Baseball, is tomorrow as well. You can watch their games on YouTube, but I'll give you guys more details because we're up against, against the clock. For AC Custodio, I'm Kukule Agbayani. It's been an awesome show. Mahalo for listening. Bye!